Warning. The following podcast contents material that could be deemed offensive. You'll hear explicit language, jokes in poor taste and overall crude humor. Listener discretion is advised. Enjoy. Well, maybe he just has manners. Yo, baby, you have your asshole licked by a fat man in an overcoat? Hanging with these, episode number seventy five. Uh, doing something a little different today, in case you haven't noticed. It's just me, uh, but that's just for right now. Uh, it is uh, right around halftime on most of the uh, noon games in the NFL week number four. And uh, Dylan's going to be here a little bit later on. We're going to watch the Steeler Packer game together and then come on, do a uh Post game show, obviously that will be uh, Steeler heavy, uh, but we'll also review all the other scores. Um, obviously, we didn't get to do our picks this week. Uh, I was in Chicago all weekend, uh, just got home a little bit ago, so yeah, a little strange. We'll also cover some other stuff, talk about some uh, college football action, and uh, yeah, we would uh, we would be remiss if we didn't cover what is going on in the world of Urban Meyer. As that story kind of uh, took Twitter by storm last night. And uh, I think it's just starting. Uh, We haven't really heard many details, but um, could be the beginning of the end. And and I'm sure when uh, Dylan gets here, he'll have some thoughts on that too. So, uh, again, looking at the uh, noon slate of games. Got some good games going on right now. Um, Panthers and Cowboys are, are locked in a close one. Uh, Dol- Go- yeah, Colts and Dolphins also a low-scoring game there. 7-3 right now. Browns and Vikings got a good one going on. Saints-Giants uh, currently a little more competitive than I would have guessed. Titans-Jets. Uh, Jets have scored their first first-half touchdown of the year. Um Zach Wilson continues to struggle, and somehow they are still only trailing 9-7 to right now to the Jets, so it'll be interesting to see how the second half of that game is going to play out. And the Chiefs-Eagles, uh, Chiefs are up, but their their defense is uh, almost as bad as the Steelers' offense, and that uh, could very well be their undoing, and so far, I guess, kind of has been their undoing, means how they're currently sitting at 1-2 and two and looking up in the standings at uh, basically everybody, but especially the Broncos and the Raiders who are currently both undefeated at three and O, but uh, that's going to change this afternoon could change this afternoon, uh, depending on who you pick, but we got the Raiders are going to be taking on the chargers and the Broncos are going to take on the Ravens. Uh, just so I can get them on record, I'll go ahead and give you my predictions of the other games. Cardinals-Rams, uh, that is at L.A. Both of those teams coming in 3-0. and 0. 
Kyler Murray has just been on fire, but so has Matt Stafford. And while I think it's going to be a close game, I am going to go with the Rams uh, in a, I think it's going to be a a close game. Um, I just think the Rams defense is going to give them that edge and and maybe get uh, one or two more stops than the Cardinals can. And Seahawks and the 49ers Seahawks, uh, sitting at one and two Niners sitting at two and one that is in San Francisco. San Francisco is a 2.5 favorite. Um, I am going to say that the, the Seahawks are going to kind of bounce back, uh, had a bit of a rough one last week and they kind of need this win. I'm still not sold on the 49ers being as good as, uh, they have looked in in the last couple weeks. I think the Seahawks are going to win that one. Then we got the Ravens taking on the Broncos. Uh, Broncos are three and zero, but they have not played anybody. And the Ravens, while they have not been world beaters, they have beat the Chiefs. But we are now seeing that the Chiefs' defense is absolutely abysmal. Uh, Broncos much much better on that front. In Denver, uh, maybe this is my heart talking a little bit, but I am going to say the Broncos are going to somehow find a way to win a close game as long as it doesn't come down to a 66-yard field goal by Justin Tucker. But I'm going to pick the Broncos on that. And then in the Sunday night game, if you've turned on the TV at all this week, you already know it is the much-hyped homecoming of sorts for Tom Brady and not Rob Gronkowski because he has been ruled out, but it is going to be Tom Brady's First game against New England as a member of the Tampa Bay Bucks. Um, uh, in in New England, for that matter, and Tampa or Tom has the opportunity. I believe he needs either sixty four or sixty eight yards to break the NFL all time passing record. Um, and the Patriots said that they won't stop the game, but they will pause and make an announcement. There won't be any kind of ceremony or anything like that. But as far as the game goes, even without Gronk, I just don't think that uh, New England has the firepower on defense or offense, for that matter, uh, to get the edge here. I think Tampa wins that one and wins it uh, relatively easy. And uh, Brady gets an, a nice little subtle middle finger to Belichick uh, been a lot in the news this week about uh, how that breakup happened and we're getting kind of mixed reports as how smooth it went but it's not going to matter uh, again I think the Bucks win that one big uh, real quick review Thursday night Jaguars looked like they might finally get over the hump but Cincinnati pulls out the last second win to go to three and one, um, much t- to the surprise of just about everybody, that they would be sitting uh, in that good of a position right now. Uh, and, and again, we'll get probably more into that when we talk about the whole Urban Meyer fiasco coming up. And then Monday night, Raiders, Chargers uh, in LA. Again, doesn't really matter as far as where it's at because that stadium chargers can't seem to pull too many fans. Um, I think this is the one that uh, the Raiders drop. Uh, Derek Carr has been playing great. Um, 
but the Chargers have not played bad either, and I think that they are going to find a way to to pull that one out. I think it'll be a close game, but and, and now for the big one: Steelers traveling to Lambeau Field, coming up at uh, 3:25 Central Time, a little less than two hours away. Uh, before I get into what I think is going to happen, we'll go over just some of the news notes um, throughout the week. Uh, first of all, on the bad news side, um, Chase Claypool has suffered a hamstring injury during the course of the week in practice and has pretty much been ruled out as far as I know. Um, don't think he's going to play, so that will have uh, James Washington will have to step up into that third receiver role. Um, also, Chooks Okafer, our starting right tackle, has been ruled out and looks like Joe Haig will be uh, starting there with a basically a practice squad player uh, as his backup. Um, so yeah, the worst part of our team being the offensive line. Uh, I, I don't know if I would say it got worse because Okafer has been out because hey, when Haig has been in there, he hasn't been terrible in my opinion um but again it's a matter of can they keep ben upright and that's just that's going to be a big deal i mean joe Haig is he's 6'6 300 pounds kind of on the smaller side for a a right tackle but we'll see how it goes um now for the good news we are getting TJ Watt back. We are getting Alex Highsmith back. We are getting Deontay Johnson back. Uh, so, yeah, we, we've got a few weapons uh, on the defensive side that I would like to think will help. And we're going to need them going up against uh, Aaron Rodgers in that high-powered offense. Now, the Green Bay defense is not uh, world beaters by any means, but they're, they're solid. But... They don't have to be world beaters when they're matched up against arguably one of the worst offensive lines in football. Um, I've seen a lot through Twitter and some of the uh, dirt sheets, if you will, talking about how if they continue to struggle, that they might have to bench Ben Roethlisberger. And I gotta, I gotta say, I take issue with that. This is not. In, in it's not Ben's fault. I won't say in any way, shape, or form because he has not performed great. He has missed some throws, uh, but he's also made some throws. He threw for over 300 yards last week in that loss. And the bottom line is, is yeah, you can bench Ben, but then what? for who? What are you going to... The answer is not bringing in Mason Rudolph. And the answer, in my opinion, is not bringing in uh, Dwayne Haskins. The only thing that I would say that could help this team right now that, that would be an upgrade over Ben would be a mobile, athletic quarterback. And, and we don't have that right now. Uh, we've got Josh Dobbs on the practice squad. Um, but if he was that good of a quarterback, he'd be on the main roster. And do I think that he's going to come in and fix this offense? No. Bottom line is we were cash-strapped going into the season. Couldn't do a whole lot on the offensive line. We had the Pouncey re deciding to retire. 
uh, DeCastro with his injury issues, um, got cut slash retired. He might try and come back at some point. I don't know that he would come back to the Steelers because sounds like that wasn't, uh, exactly an ideal situation for him. Um, the only good thing we did as a front office when it comes to the offensive line is we let uh, Alejandro Villanueva go, who has proven uh, to be maybe even worse than we thought he was with Baltimore. He has not shown that he is an NFL starting quality tackle, and so we maybe made the right call on that. The other huge, huge disappointment this year has been Kevin Dodson, who played uh, pretty well last year as a rookie uh, to the point where we thought that he was going to be something to build around. And then we heard reports in camp that he was kind of out of shape and nicked up with injuries, kind of in the doghouse a little bit. But lo and behold, here we are. He's still starting. And if you watch him in the games, uh, he does not look like the same guy that he was last year. Uh, I don't know if it's conditioning or... Maybe there's more tape on him. I, I don't know. He's clearly uh, not playing as well as he did last year. And then when you couple that with a rookie center who has been uh, at best hit and miss um, in, in Ken Kendrick Green, he probably had his worst game last week just consistently getting beat off his block, had a couple of penalties that negated what would have been decent um, Najee Harris runs. And and then, so you got him, and now we have the left tackle, Dan Moore, who, of the group, I would say has been one of the brighter spots. And, and by no means has he been perfect. Um, you can tell that just based on the number of hits that Roethlisberger has taken in these first three games. But... Dan Moore has shown that there is potential there um, at the left tackle spot. So we'll see. And then on the right side, Trey Turner, five-time Pro Bowler, um, it has not shown, in my opinion, any of that um, Pro Bowl caliber that he once was. I don't know if it's an injury thing, a scheme thing, or if he's just fallen off, but he has not looked very well. Um, and, of course, we had that ugly incident where uh, – the, the spitting incident with the Raiders. And then we have Joe Haig uh, will be starting today for Chooks Okafor, who, again, I I don't know that I necessarily would say it's an upgrade over Okafor, but at this point, I don't know that it could necessarily be much worse than what we've seen. And that is, again, goes back to, I, I don't know if you can call it a failure of the front office because we were so cash-strapped, but... Um, as much as I hate to say it because I do uh, love the guy, Juju Smith-Schuster, maybe that money would have been better spent on some offensive line help. But to be fair, uh, at that point, I'm not 100% certain we knew the extent of DeCastro's injury or we knew uh, that Zach Banner wasn't going to be around. And it's... Uh, it, it's depressing, and especially when I start reading these reports about um, Ben is going to be the one to have to take the fall and, and get benched over this when th that is, in my opinion, one of the worst things that this team could do because 
while Ben is not nearly as mobile as he was, he still has the ability to shake off a tackle or two and try and make a play. Sometimes that gets him in trouble, but in my opinion, that's still going to be better than what we're going to get with, with Mason Rudolph, who has even less mobility, I think, than Ben and Dwayne Haskins, who's the same way that uh, in the brief time that he did play against some starters had the worst outing of the preseason. Granted, he didn't have any starters on his side, but it is what it is. And when you look at the tape, he didn't look good going up against the ones. So benching Ben, in my opinion, is, is not going to be the answer right now. The only possible scenario I can look at that can possibly happen this year would be to us for, uh, to get a hold of Cam Newton and bring his athleticism to the team. But you, you can't really plug a quarterback in midseason and expect to do anything. Um, we drop another couple of games, and it's maybe time to uh, to start tanking and, and build a you know solid draft pick and, and look for our QB of the future. Um, there has also been talk, because of what Aaron Rodgers said on the Pat McAfee show, um, basically giving high praise to Mike Tomlin and the entire organization and, of course, Pittsburgh dad. So there have been more than one person that have speculated that maybe Rodgers would go to Pittsburgh. And I don't know that I would necessarily be opposed to that, but it, to me it all depends on what they can do in the offseason to bring in some offensive line help because, yeah, Aaron Rodgers is one of the greatest quarterbacks that ever lived. But you put him behind the current offensive line and the offensive system that Matt Canada has brought. And I just don't see anything of value that Matt Canada is bringing to this offense as of yet. And maybe he is a little bit uh, handcuffed by the personnel. I'll like, like Ben. Um, I think Matt Canada's offense is more suited to a mobile quarterback. And obviously that is not uh, Ben's forte. It's not what he does, but it is what it is right now. And this, these are the, the cards that we are dealt. These are the cards that we have to play and having the most difficult schedule in the league isn't helping matters much. And when you look around, look at teams like the Raiders being three, and zero, the Bengals being three and one. Now, um, some of those teams that were on our schedule that we kind of looked at as, okay, that's a win. That's a win. They're, they're not, they're not wins anymore. They're not, uh, games that you look at and just automatically pencil that in as a W and our schedule coming up is just absolutely brutal because the next four games are the Packers, Broncos, Seahawks, and Browns. I'm not 100% sure I can see a win in those four games. I, I really don't. Um, Broncos and Seahawks are both home games, and then, of course, we're at Lambeau today and at uh, Cleveland on Halloween. Those next four games, I mean, we are very, very possibly looking at a one-in-six start by the time we have Chicago, who I think is winnable 
only because of their offensive line is almost as bad as ours. And I just, Justin Fields, I don't, I don't trust yet. Now he might improve vastly by the time that game rolls around, but we'll see. And then following that, we have the Lions. So there's a two-game window where we might get a, a couple of wins. And then it's right back to Murderer's Row with the Chargers, Bengals, Ravens, Vikings, Titans, Chiefs, Browns, Ravens. Absolutely brutal schedule when you look at it. Uh, the Vikings are, are a way better team than their record currently shows. Um, Titans are, are still very, very strong. That. It's not looking good when you look at that schedule. It just isn't. And I don't think any of this can be fixed right now in midseason. I don't know um, what you could do to improve this offensive line as it sits right now that is going to make any kind of difference uh, going forward in this season. I just... It's kind of like I talked about last week with the uh, five stages of gr grief. And I kind of... Uh, zipped through four of them basically all in one week last week against the Bengals to the point where I'm at acceptance. Um, but again, when I sit here and I think about it, Mike Tomlin has been our coach for 16 years. We have not had a losing season in Mike Tomlin's history. Uh, I've never been shy about the fact that I'm not a huge Mike Tomlin fan, um, but results don't lie. And by and large, he, he gets the job done. Uh, there are a lot of times where I, I would uh, question some of his decision-making and, and preparation, but the bottom line is it doesn't change the fact that in 16 years he has not had a losing season, but I'm all but convinced that's going to change this year. Um I will not be any happier than if, if it doesn't, but don't see it happening. Uh, as far as the Packer game today, um, kind of odd that two quarterbacks like Ben Roethlisberger and Aaron Rodgers that have been together, or not together, I'm sorry, been in this league for as long as they have, um, have not played each other more. And Aaron Rodgers even uh, talked about this the other day. The last time they even played uh, against each other, was almost 11 years ago. And that was, uh, it was a game, I believe, in Pittsburgh. Last game of the season. Uh, it was kind of a shootout. We were, uh, I think a, I think we won that game to, to either get to nine wins or 500, something along those lines. But it ended basically with a walk-off touchdown to Mike Wallace. The only other time that, Ben and Aaron Rodgers have faced off against each other was in Super Bowl 45. And of course we know how that ended with Richard spin then falls fumble. Um, so yeah, these guys have been in this league together for a very long time and they've only faced off twice. This will be the third time. And for the first time in Aaron Rodgers career, he will start a game at home against the Steelers. And that's the, only team in the NFL that Aaron Rodgers has not started a home game against. I thought that was an interesting stat. Um, as far as what has to happen in order for us to win, first and foremost, we, we have to get pressure 
um, a lot of pressure on Aaron Rodgers. Don't let him get out of the pocket. Make him throw early. Uh, make some mistakes. Um, hopefully get a pick. But the the pass rush, uh, a healthy pass rush with Watt and Highsmith back mixed in with some Ingram has to get him off his spot and hopefully force some bad throws. And the secondary's got to cover. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is, is a guy that will comfortably get off his spot and make plays downfield. And you can't allow that to happen. We also have to pay attention to Aaron Jones coming out of the backfield because he is an absolute killer in the passing game coming out of the backfield. And then we have to start fast. Our offense cannot uh, sputter through the first half and only put up three or six points because Aaron Rodgers will kill you. As good as our defense is, uh, if we keep giving Aaron Rodgers short fields, it's going to get ugly, and it's going to get ugly quick. So, that being said, my prediction, unfortunately, is going to be Green Bay 27, Pittsburgh 13. Just kind of the way I see it. I don't think um, our offense is going to be able to put up enough points, and I don't think they're going to be able to stay on the field long enough to keep our defense rested to stop Green Bay. And just don't see it happen. So... That's my prediction. We will be back. When I say we, Dylan will be here uh, soon. And then we'll watch the game. Come on, do some post-game stuff. Talk about the rest of the week one action. And, of course, Urban Meyer. And I'm sure we'll have some other stuff to talk about. So we will uh, see you here in just a little bit for post-game. And here we are. Uh, it's I'm not. Oh, yeah, we should. uh I'm here now, too. Yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, the game's not even over yet, but it's over. Um, Two minutes left, fourth down for Green Bay, 10-point lead. Yeah. It. I mean, look, it went basically the way I said in the uh, the little pre-show I did. Uh, I was My prediction was 27-13. It's currently 27-13. It, 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 save for a few things that I'll discuss. Um, like I said, it went the way I said it would. Offensive line did not do a very good job. Ben didn't have time. Ben didn't play well. He missed a couple of uh, would-have-been touchdowns to Juju Smith-Schuster, who uh, definitely showed some frustration on the sidelines, and rightfully so. Uh, look, Ben ain't what he used to be, but I still stand firm in what I said earlier in that Nobody on this roster is going to do better than he's doing right now. No. I, I just no. don't believe it. I've seen enough fucking Mason Rudolph that I don't see that happening. Neither's Cam Newton, if anyone's thinking of that. Either. No. Well, and I did say that the only thing that could help this team is a mobile athletic quarterback, but it's still, it might, Cam, it, it's, I'm not saying cam sure he might do a little better because he might get out of some situations that ben can't but it's still it's not going to like he's gonna miss more throws than yeah will (laughs) yeah it's not gonna make this team significantly better um i i find it very hard i don't think patrick mahomes could do a lot better than what we have right now for the simple fact that there's no running game Mm -hmm. would it be better Probably. Yeah, because he's Patrick Mahomes. It's not like you put a Patrick Mahomes on this team and turn him into a Super Bowl contender. You know what I mean? Like, Sure. It's it's not going to happen. They need time. Um, 
And like I said, Ben isn't what he used to be, and he did miss some throws. But you also got to believe that in the back of his mind, he's thinking of all the fucking times he's already been hit. Mm -hmm. So he's forcing some throws, putting a little extra on it. Sure. And and it's turned into just an absolute mess. Uh, All that being said, and I I don't want to say, I'm not going to sit here and say that it would have changed the outcome of the game, but the blown fucking call on the blocked field goal completely changed the game. It would have been a what was it seventeen? It would have been seventeen to ten. Yeah, seven. It would have been a seventeen to ten Steeler lead, and replay clearly fucking showed broad daylight. It was not offsides. Minka Fitzpatrick blocked it, recovered it, returned it for six, but they called Joe Hayden offsides. And when they showed the replay, Joe Hayden didn't start moving until the ball started moving. It's not Joe Hayden's fault that the ball took longer to get to the holder. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? It's just. Absolutely agree, just like you said. Again, don't know that that would have changed the outcome, but it definitely would have changed the course of the game. Who knows what happens there? Um, but the bottom line is they couldn't get it done, and it's going to be a long season. Right. You know, and I, I kind of bragged on Dan Moore earlier today before he got here, hmm. and he didn't have a good game. Nobody on the offensive line did. Kendrick Green, um, I made a comment on – Facebook that, you know, because he's from this area and all my area friends that know of him have bragged, you know, when we drafted him, oh, he's going to be great. No, he's he's not ready. Will he be a good center? Maybe. I hope so. Mm-hmm. But right now, he's getting beat way more times than he's beating his opponent. Right. And the same can be said all along the line. Uh, Trey Turner um, just got absolutely annihilated a couple times the only bright spot we really have on offense uh well i mean our receivers deontay's still balling out um we had a good day by nate or uh james washington today uh obviously claypool missed Najee harris i I'm, still looks like an absolute fucking stud and if you put an offensive line in front of him dude is going to i agree do I some agree. shit and Again, all the the bad that I've talked about Roethlisberger right now, if he had an offensive line and we had a running game, we're not talking about Ben being washed up. Mm -hmm. We're saying, eh, he's not what he was, but he can still win you football games. Like Drew Brees last year. firmly believe that, that Ben is still a winning quarterback, but not with the the cast that he has trying to protect him. Bottom line, offensive line – don't ever underestimate it because unless you have Mike Vick or Lamar Jackson mm-hmm. back there, your quarterback's going to get and killed. And Ben just threw a pick. Yeah. Didn't look like a very good one either. No. I'm going to yeah, just, just turn, turn that, that off. off. So, yeah, Steelers lose. <clears throat> Drop to one and three. And at this point, I'm still trying to figure out how in the blue fuck we beat Buffalo. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Meanwhile, there's a three-way tie at the top of that division at three and one. Which division? Our division. Oh, okay. I, I the think. the Browns, Bengals, and Ravens are all going to be three and one after today. Right. Never would have predicted that, but it is what it is. I've taken off the old rose-colored glasses, and uh, yeah, 
Come to You're still it. not as negative as a lot of Steeler fans, though, believe it or not. No, I know. I was overly optimistic. I thought maybe this offensive line could gel. And uh, I I hate to, to take the bait again. And I know he's only one player, but I'm hoping against all hope that Zach Banner can at least come and open some holes for Najee Harris. Um, Joe Haig showed that he ain't it. So if Zach Banner gets in there, maybe things get a little bit better. But the bottom line is with our the hole that we've now dug, it's I don't and our schedule being absolutely brutal, which we talked about earlier. Right. I don't see it making a big difference. So, right. so next yeah. week is Denver. That's it's a winnable game. It's winnable, but it's still against that defense though, Von yeah, Miller and it's yeah, a it's mind. a tough defense. It is at home, but yeah. It it's it's not going to be pretty. If I if you look at the schedule, the way we've played the last few weeks, in my opinion, there's two games of the remaining schedule that I look at and say, okay, and that's the Bears and the Lions. Yeah. And I'm not even 100% convinced on the Bears. But it's whatever. And, you know, we're going to have $49 million in cap space next year. Hopefully they do something good with it. Right. Like sign Aaron Rodgers. But That's, I know it, it. If you were him, would you want to play behind that O line? No, there's gonna ha- it's gonna have to be a deal where they're gonna have to commit some monies other places before he would even you know. Sure. But yeah, if I'm him, no, I'm not gonna spend the last few years of my career getting my ass beat because my offensive line sucks, and they have to address that uh, before they even think about what they're gonna do quarterback wise. And my fear is that they're not going to pick up a day one starter and and draft somebody and have to groom them, and then by the time they're ready, you've lost your defense is now aged out, aged yeah. out. Your your star young receivers and backs are now like in their contract years and getting yeah. ready to go. So to be that's another thing we uh, I thought about it earlier. Um, when we're, we're talking about Najee, because yes, I agree. I, Najee behind a good off the line, offensive line is going to be a bad motherfucker. Only problem is how how many seasons is going to take for us to get that good offensive line. No, I agree, one hundred percent. And I've I I still think it's literally my my fantasy football team name. Don't pay RBs. Do not pay running backs at all. Show me an example in the last ten years where it's worked out. There isn't one. Well, and you're not really seeing too many of them get the high dollar contracts anymore, like they did. You know, Le'Veon the, Bell. The amount's did. gone down for yeah. sure, but I still wouldn't. I I would just keep rolling with court, uh, running backs on cheap contracts. I really would. You can to a degree, but every now and then there there are times when it's hard to give up a talent like that for. Let me ask Christian McCaffrey. He got that big contract. No, oh, he's missed well, most of last year. He's hurt he's again this year. He's been banged up. I've said that from day one because he's not a very big guy, and they lean on him a lot. Yeah, you know, like Le'Veon Bell. Had he stayed with Pittsburgh for that fifteen million dollars, mm-hmm. when our offensive line still was pretty good, mm-hmm. I think he would have had more really good years. But instead, he went to the Jets, got his brains beat in, and now we've yet to really see him do much. He did play today a little bit uh, for Baltimore, but. Yeah, it's. I mean, I agree, and I'm glad that the the money has come down. But when a 
dual threat running back is there. If you can get him reasonable, not mm-hmm. necessarily like bargain bin, but reasonable and still keep other talent around you, they're worth a few extra million. But it, if they're one of those special backs that has shown they're durable, right. not a Christian McCaffrey. I wouldn't have paid Christian McCaffrey that kind of money because he has shown, A, he already had a lot of miles on him. He's undersized. Is he a phenomenal talent when healthy? Absolutely. But to pay him that kind of money when he can't stay healthy. And so much of your success depends on five other guys. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, no, you're absolutely right. So, uh, yeah, just to put it out there, it is now final. 27-17, so I was four points off from my prediction. So, all right. Before we get into the other stuff, uh, we'll go ahead and review the day. Starting it off with, uh, well, we talked about that one. I um, guess we won't necessarily do these in order. Ravens-Broncos. Ravens get the win 23-7. to uh, Lamar Jackson actually had a pretty solid day throwing the ball against that defense. Um, I believe I did predict the afternoon games. Mm-hmm. And I think I picked Denver just based on their defense. And well, yeah. Bridgewater also got hurt. I was wrong. Oh, I didn't notice that. And yeah, didn't... Drew Locke came in and uh, did not play well. To be fair, Bridgewater wasn't playing great before he got hurt. No, no, he did. Seven of 16, 65 yards, 4.1 yard average, and a touchdown, but ugh, sacked twice as well. So, Yeah, and uh, Baltimore, like I said, Lamar Jackson threw the ball 37 times for 300 yards, one touch, no interceptions. That's not going to be their winning formula, though. No, definitely not. Uh, and I'm surprised that they threw it that much in a game that – uh, they never really were in trouble, in, but they get the win, so now that moves them to 3-1. and one. Denver, that is, that's their first loss, right? Yep, so, they're yeah, they're 3-1 three three and one. One as well. Washington, in a shootout with the Falcons, wins that one 34-30. Taylor Heineke has another strong game, three touchdowns, almost 300 yards. And uh, Terry McLaurin, another strong game for the Football team, six catches, 123, two touchdowns. May I ask you a question? Mm-hmm. If you're Ron Rivera, the head people in charge for the football team, <clears throat> you're probably not going to the playoffs this year with Heineke. Or, you know, you have some pieces on that roster, but you're not quite there yet. Do you tell Taylor, hey, you know what? We're going to have you be our starter for two more years. We're not going to pay you big money, but we'll – you know, we'll give you a little bit of a raise and you're going to be the starter and we're going to use that money to surround you around talent. Do you do that? Do you try and see what you can do with Heineke? At a decent, you know, I mean, it depends. You can try it. Um, I mean, we're only four games in the season. Right, I know. So it's a possibility, but I think you've got to kind of see how things progress. Not Now that he's going to get significant time. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, at this point, I don't think you go back to Fitzpatrick. I don't think so either, no. I don't know when he's expected to be healthy, but I, I think you ride this out and see if you found you know, a diamond in the rough. Sure. If you don't, you should be able to recognize that by the end of the year and then make your decision based on that. Like they, you know, they should have a pretty good idea if, they, if he's going to be a solid quarterback. And then if that's the case, 
then maybe you say, hey, look, this is what we're going to do. We're going to get you a couple more weapons. Although, to be fair, mm-hmm. uh, and I don't know that much about Washington, Antonio Gibson seems like he's solid. Terry McLaurin is a star looking to be yeah, a stud. So maybe you're getting one or two more, you know, second tier receivers. Uh, yeah. Uh, you've got a, a stud tight end. Uh, doesn't look like he played today. I think he might have been hurt in uh, Logan. Right. Uh, what the hell is Logan? Thomas? Yeah, Logan Thomas. Um, your defense is up and coming. They're, I mean, a lot of people expected them to be better than they were. They did I did, too. They gave up 30 to Atlanta. So uh, they've got some studs there. Probably need to plug a couple more holes. But they're, they're on the cusp if they do things right. But, yeah, I, I don't think that's a bad idea but obviously you want to wait and see how he performs sure. throughout the rest of the year uh, against some tough competition uh, moving on bills annihilate the texans josh allen another solid game 20 of 29 for 248 two touchdowns uh, i'm not even sure who played quarterback for houston was it uh, davis, davis mills, mills again. four interceptions four picks 11 of 21 for 87 yards yeah, hmm. and the rumor mill's going strong now that the Eagles are the front runners to land Deshaun Watson. Which I've at heard this that too. point, I don't know why. Uh, Hertz has not been playing terrible. I don't believe I didn't see numbers on today's game, but I don't know. It seems like until this whole Deshaun Watson thing shakes out, I don't think I would. I did hear that Miami it. or not Miami. Uh Houston has softened on what they want for him. But yeah, they have to a no lot. fucking choice. But uh, yeah, still I don't know I don't know what I'd be willing to give up for Deshaun. Maybe a pair of twos. Yeah, I, at this point I don't think I could go much higher than that. Yeah. Cuz you don't know what's going to happen. Right. Uh Bears Lions Bears beat the Lions 24-14 in a game that looked like it was going to get close there towards the end but Bears held on. Uh Jared Goff 300 yards but they just uh couldn't get anything consistent going. Uh Justin Fields didn't set the world on fire but a much much improved performance over last week. If uh, you watch that game too, you'd say Fields had a good game. He really yeah. did. Seemed like the game plan was was a lot better. Oh, yeah. Plus, they actually had a running game. Yeah. Montgomery had a, a solid game going until he got hurt. Uh, looked like he might be okay. He he was helped off the field, but I didn't see them cart him away or anything like that. And Damian Williams uh, came in and gave some strong relief. So if you give him a running game, Justin Fields might be okay. And, and maybe with all the criticism that Nagy got this week that he actually game planned a little better. Right. So, but at the same time, <clears throat> it was the Lions. So, a Lions team that only gave up what 17 points against Baltimore last week. Though? True, true. So, I mean, uh, Cowboys, Panthers, Panthers no longer among the unbeaten. Cowboys win that one 36 to 28. Sam Darnold, uh, not a bad day, did throw two picks, but he. Threw two touchdowns, 300 yards. Also ran two touchdowns 
And as of the end of that game, I don't know what it is now, but at the end of that game, Sam Darnold led the NFL in rushing touchdowns. I heard that too. Yeah. yeah. God, I wish we would have pulled the trigger. Got him. Um, but yeah, Cowboys hang on for the win. Dak having a not Dak game as far as yardage did throw four TDs, but only 188 yards. And considering the way that he had been playing, that was a uh, pretty pedestrian from him, but four touchdowns. Well, I mean the yardage, yardage. Uh, he only threw 22 times, but then you look at their rushing stats and you understand why, because Zeke had a monster game. Uh, it's about time. He's looked pretty bad lately, but not today. 20 carries, a buck 43 for a 7.2 average and a tet. And Tony Pollard, 10 carries for 67 yards. And Dak tacked on 35 as well. So they rushed for 245 yards. So they didn't need Dak to sling the ball all over the field. So moves Dallas to 3-1. and one, And they look like they might be a contender. Yeah, I think they're going to run away with the division this year. It certainly appears that way. The football way. team isn't as good as I thought they'd be this year. Philly... Is about what we thought they would be. Yeah. The yeah. Giants, they're worse than I thought they'd be. So Yeah, much. Colts get off the schneid, get their first win of the year, beating the Dolphins 27-17. to Carson Wentz, two touchdowns, 228 yards. Uh, pretty solid outing. Jacoby Brissett, also not bad, 20-30 for almost 200, two touchdowns. Difference, I would say, would be Jonathan Taylor's 100 yards and a touchdown running the ball. Michael Pittman continues to kind of break out in the absence of T.Y. Hilton. So they get the win there. Yeah, it looks like Miami had or didn't have a running game and the Colts did. So that would be the difference. Browns beat the Vikings 14-7. to That's a game on watch twice. Yeah, looked like a bit of a snoozer. But, again, a win is a win, and I would have killed for a 14-7 win today. Didn't happen. Uh, Baker Mayfield, pretty pedestrian, 15 of 33 for buck 55. No touchdowns, no interceptions. Uh, difference was Nick Chubbs, 100 yards, Kareem Hunt, 69, and a defense that basically kept what appeared to be a very high-powered Minnesota offense Uh, out of the end zone. Dalvin Cook came in that game banged up, and it kind of showed he only had nine carries for 34 yards. Moving Minnesota now down to one and three. Uh, The aforementioned Giants get off the schneid as well, upsetting the Saints in New Orleans in overtime, 27 to 21. Daniel Jones throws for 400 yards and two touchdowns. Kenny Galladay finally showed... uh, that he was at least at one time a top-tier receiver. Mm-hmm. Uh, he went over 100 as well. So the Giants get their first win. Saints drop down to 2-2. Two and two. Titans, Jets. I probably would have bet my house on the Titans in that game, and I would be homeless because the Jets get the win in overtime after Randy Bullock missed a 49-yard potential game-tying field goal. Uh, with very little time left in overtime. Um, Zach Wilson. I'm sorry, explain this to me. Why is it that if you're Tennessee, you have your top two receivers out and you have Ryan Tannehill throw the ball 49 times when you have Derek Henry? Well, Derek Henry did He still ran it 33 times. Okay, I didn't see that. Never mind. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out how the hell. 
they ran that many offensive plays and still lost. Right. Zach Wilson wasn't horrible. He did throw one bad pick, but he had two touchdowns, almost 300 yards. They really had no running game to speak of. Uh, yeah, if you just looked at the stat line of this game, there's no way you think that Tennessee won or lost this game. Right. I, I, I mean, just without looking at the score, look at that fucking box score and tell me how they lost that game. <laughs> uh, yeah, they didn't lose any fumbles, so it wasn't like turnovers or anything like that. That's that's the weird. Jets turned it over more. It looks like. Uh. Well, they didn't lose any fumbles oh, and okay. one pick. There's literally oh. one. It looked like one actual turnover in that game. That's hmm. that's a weird one. Yeah, I, mean, I can't really make make hay out of that. But Tennessee drops it, so they're now two and two, and the Jets are now one and three, uh, fucking up their chances to draft some offensive line help or receiver help, whatever they need for for good old Zach. Uh, both. Yeah, both. Everything. Yeah. Running back. <laughs> Chiefs. End. Light the scoreboard up, 42 points. Still give up 30, though. And that defense is that they are not right now a championship caliber no. team. No. Uh, they have to do something to right the ship on that defense because they're not going to put up 42 points every week. Jalen Hurts actually had a pretty strong game. Uh, Clyde Edwards Hilaire finally showed out, went over 100. Tyreek Hill, uh, Monster game, 11 catches, buck 86 with three touchdowns. So if you had him on your fantasy team, congrats. Moves the Chiefs to 2-2, two and two, Eagles drop to 1-3. and three, And, yeah, it, the East is still pretty open. I mean, Dallas, yeah. Dallas has a pretty strong grip on it right now, but who knows, Washington could kind of keep pace depending on their schedule. Uh, Cardinals-Rams, I predicted the Rams' defense would be a little bit too much. I showed that I don't know a fucking thing about football <laughs> because the Cardinals got up on them uh, early. Well, they were down 10-7 after one, and then they blew it open in the second with 17, 10 more in the third, and yeah, basically kind of ran away with it 37-20, to 20, and Kyler Murray continues to show that he belongs in the NFL. 268 yards, two touchdowns, no picks. Uh, Chase Edmonds with a very strong game. James Conner, not so strong, but did have two touchdowns. Edmonds, 12 carries, 120 <laughs> yards. 10-yard yeah. average, zero yeah. touchdowns. James Conner, 18 carries, 50 yards for a 2.8 yard or per, per carry and two touchdowns. Yeah. So, yeah. And Kyler tacked on 39 yards rushing as well. That basically looks like the, the difference in the game there. Uh, Matthew Stafford did throw one pick, but he, all, he threw two touchdowns. But if you look at the rushing stats, 216 to 121, that's probably the the big difference in the game. Uh, Sony Michelle had a turnover, dropped, uh, lost a fumble as well as the Stafford interception. So two he, turnovers and lack of rushing. And yeah, and and a good opposing rushing attack usually will spell doom for anybody. Uh, Seahawks Niners. I said Seahawks were going to win that. I was right, proving that I know everything about football. <laughs> 28-21. Seattle gets the win, raises their record now to 2 and 2. 49ers drop to 2 and 2. Debo Samuel, big game from him, eight catches, 156 two touchdowns, was not enough. And uh 
Now the Cardinals sit all alone in first place. How much did Trey Lance play that game? Because I heard Garoppolo got hurt. Trey Lance, 9 of 18, 157. So 50% completion, not great. But he did throw two touchdowns. So not bad. 41 yards rushing. So Yeah. Not not bad at all, but uh, I don't know if Garoppolo's injury was serious or he just got knocked out of the game or or what. I just I remember hearing that he had gotten hurt. So uh, Wilson, wow, Wilson only had 149 yards passing, but he had two touchdowns. Like, damn, both typical Seattle game though. Like, both Niners quarterbacks had more passing yards than Russell Wilson and Russell Wilson won. Yeah. That's odd. Yeah. And then that's it. Yeah. We already talked about the Ravens Broncos. That's weird. Why did it drop down like that? So tonight bucks Patriots. I already predicted that. What's your prediction? Um, Oh, bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Did you hear the update on Rob Gronkowski? He had a punctured lung, didn't he? Yeah. 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 Broken. A uh, fractured rib, bruised ribs, fra- a broken rib, and a punctured lung. So he, probably, and he still wanted to go. Yeah, probably gonna be out uh, at least a couple of weeks, if not longer. I know what Drew Brees missed two or three weeks with a punctured lung. I sounds right, something yeah. like that. But Gronkowski, that's that might he's be a, a little end. different situation because he's he's facing contact every single play. So hard to say. So, I would. I would be shocked if New England won tonight. I'm sure Tom wants yeah, to just I don't shove s- it in Belichick's I, I don't see any way that New England wins that game. I just, I don't. Okay, so moving on to, going to talk a little NCAA football. Iowa stomps Maryland. BYU beats Utah State. Uh, the big... <coughs> Master and protege matchup between Alabama and uh, Ole Miss. Yeah. Lane Kiffin. Kiffin. That's it. Uh, yeah. Alabama doubled him up 42 21. Can I say something, though? Yeah. I don't give a shit. Ole Miss won that game. You know why? Because Arch Manning was there and he met Lane Kiffin. And after the game, Lane Kiffin became the very first person that Arch Manning has followed on Twitter or Instagram. So, yeah, you won the battle, you lost the war. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. that could be very telling. By all accounts, Arch, well, not all accounts, but if you ask Peyton and Eli, they both say Arch is going to be better. They say he's Peyton with mobility. Okay. Yeah. I'm sure Lane would trade that. Yeah, I'll get blown out three touchdowns. I'll take Arch Manning. Yeah, Yeah, we'll see. But uh, big matchup in the SEC. Uh, Georgia taking on number eight, Arkansas, but it was not a big matchup because it looks like Arkansas not quite ready for prime time as they get blown out 37 nothing. Stanford with the big upset over number three, Oregon, 31-24. Real quick, let's, let's go back to the Arkansas game. Yeah. Uh, that's very disappointing for them, obviously, but they're, they're way ahead of schedule. Like Arkansas two years ago was – in the bottom of the SEC, they were. It was dark, dark days. Oh yeah, Arkansas has been down for a while. They had a pretty solid run, I want to say, in like the eighties, nineties for a while, and then they kind of well, went, Bobby Petrino years with even before that. But well, I know I'm saying the Bobby yeah. Petrino year. Not no, I'm sorry, 
Petrina wasn't there yet. Um, I was talking about the God damn it, who am I thinking of? Who was the fucking running back they had that played for the Raiders, won the Heisman? Darren McFadden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The da- Darren yeah. McFadden, Felix Jones years, they yeah. were pretty good for a little bit, but um, Arkansas really, hey, again, you're not quite there yet, but it's been massive improvement. So, they, right on. Uh, it's it's a shitty day, obviously, but the, things are still looking up. Overall, gotcha. Big picture. Uh, Penn State shuts out Indiana. Oklahoma. We talked about this, uh, I believe, last week. This game, and they actually get a win. Another tight one, but they hang on. Thirty-seven, thirty-one. Yeah, what the fuck is up with Oklahoma? I, I don't know, but they somehow find a way to keep squeaking these out. Right. Uh, Cincinnati knocks off Notre Dame. Had to change my underwear. Florida shits that. the bed against Kentucky and drops that one 20-13, uh, knocking them out of the top 10. The Notre Dame, I knew that was coming, though, because of the way they struggled against really weak they, yeah. opponents. No, we've talked about that. Tulsa, yeah, they, Purdue. Was, yep, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, Ohio State, fifty-two to thirteen over Rutgers. Mississippi State upsets Texas A&M. You forgot a game there. <laughs> no, I didn't. That's right. Number fourteen, Michigan, with the big win over Wisconsin. Dylan, I was. I'm, do do they belong in the top ten? Um. Well, Florida lost, so that I already know the answer. They're in the top ten. Oh, they are. Yes. Oh, okay. I don't know. It's either ninth or tenth, maybe even eighth. That's they have cracked the AP top. That's 10. fine. Um, I will say I was very impressed because I believe the Big Ten has four teams in the top ten right now: Ohio State, Michigan, uh, Iowa, Iowa, and I believe Penn State. Maybe is that who I'm thinking of? Yeah, Penn State. Okay, Penn State yeah. might have gone up to three. I'm not really sure. Um, uh, I think Iowa might have been the one that jumped to number three. Really? I think. Uh, Baylor drops their first game to Oklahoma State 24-14. Uh, oh. Hawaii upsets Fresno State. What? What are you doing? I'm looking at scores while you look up that so that there's not dead air. Well, no, I wasn't for done. For fuck's sake. I wasn't done yet. About what? I was very impressed with Michigan this week. I'm oh, okay. Because well, we, we have like not let our quarterback threw the ball at all <laughs> and our hardest game of the year so far they did. And he looked pretty good. So that was, I was fully prepared to lose this game, if not get blown out and I very, very happy and satisfied so that my, you know, eventual disappointment can be kicked down the road. So. Gotcha. Yeah. AP poll, Michigan dr- jumped to number nine and the coaches poll. They're up to number eight. And Michigan State is knocking on the door at number 11. So Big Ten is showing out. Yeah. But, I mean, let's be honest. It's probably all for naught. I mean, it's Bama, I, Georgia it, in the national title this year. Yeah, I don't see anybody in the top 10 right now that can beat either one of those teams. No. Sad but true. Yeah, that's the issue with college football is it's way too top-heavy. Yeah. And I just – Someone's got to tell these kids. It's like, hey, not everyone can play at Alabama. Not everyone's going to start. Right. You kind of have to spread out a little bit. So. Uh, Bridgewater had a concussion. That's why he got hurt or why he left the game. Okay. Okay. Now, speaking of the aforementioned Ohio State, mm-hmm. 
Not a good week for Urban Meyer, huh? Not no. a good weekend, I should say. Not a or, good month. Or, well, judging by the uh, <clears throat> level of talent that that was with Urban, maybe it was a good weekend. <laughs> it was a good weekend yeah, until... Yeah, it's not ending well for him. Let's just put it that way. If you have not heard, uh, he loses a heartbreaker to the Bengals Thursday night. And then apparently travels to was it was Columbus, right? I'm not sure. I, really I believe there the, it was a bar in Columbus. Okay. Saturday night, somebody caught him on camera with a uh, a rather attractive looking blonde girl, mm-hmm. probably college age, if I had to guess. Oh Jesus! Kind of grinding up on him while he was uh, sitting at the bar, <laughs> and that woman was not his wife. It's almost as if Urban Meyer is not aware that every human on the fucking planet has a device in their pocket that can take pretty high-quality photographs and videos. And, yeah, they quickly made the rounds. Uh, The original Twitter account, I guess, that posted it was deleted, Mm -hmm. but it's Twitter. Anything that lasts for more than three seconds has been captured and screenshotted a billion times and it's circulating. So at this point, one of my favorite things that I saw was how long until Urban Meyer announces that due to the stress of the coaching season, he is going to step away and then subsequently end up taking the job at, and it says USC, Mm -hmm. but then it's got a X through it. And it's like Liberty. <laughs> you get like, cause the scandal is going to bring him down. He's going to end up going to one of those. I thought that was pretty funny. And well, also the, the last, the current head coach at Liberty had a scandal in Ole Miss, not with cheating on his wife, but cheating the system. Oh, and he got okay. fired and he went to Liberty. Gotcha. So, gotcha. Yeah. Did not know that. Uh, yeah, not looking good for urban. It'll be an interesting uh, next few days to see just how much this this gets legs because it's literally all over Twitter. And Didn't we already know Urban Meyer was a piece of shit? I mean, yeah. granted, I'm a little biased, but... I've known he was a piece of shit before he went to Ohio State because, right. you know, what he did with Florida. Right. Um, but, yeah, and it's, again, I it's going to be an interesting week of Urban Meyer news. And what probably going to be sick got to say health issues. That's why you can't do the press conference right, this week. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's where we're at. Uh, looking forward to next week in college football. Who you guys got? Uh, fuck. Who is it? Oh yeah. That should be a strong matchup. I don't think it's son of a bitch. Who is it? Uh, you just scroll past it. No, that's next week. It's week six, right? Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't think it's a big matchup, if memory serves correctly. Michigan plays nobody, it looks like. Or do they? Ohio State plays Maryland. Oklahoma plays Texas. That's a ranked school. Uh, that could be interesting at Texas. In the good old Cotton Bowl. Oh, Michigan plays Nebraska. Oh, okay. In in Nebraska. Shouldn't matter. Nebraska's uh yeah. on the struggle bus this year. Uh, yeah. 
to like say the least. The last few years, for sure. But you never know. I mean, it's college football; anything can happen. But eh. it's they should win that fucking game. Yeah, just kind of quickly glancing. Uh, like I said, we Red got the, River rivalry. Yeah, Oklahoma Texas will be a big game. Uh, Arkansas, who dropped to number thirteen, will play Ole Miss. Don't really see any big marquee matchups. Just those kind are of oh, Penn State Iowa. Oh, that's, that's a big one. Yeah, number four Penn State at number three Iowa. Um, loser of that might just drop out of the playoff race, but there's still time depending yeah. on what happens. But yeah, that that's a big one, um, and that's about it as far as you know. Must watch if right. you're a college football fan. That's the case with college football. There might be two to three games a week that are really worth watching and the rest not so much. So, yeah. uh, Do you <clears throat> anticipate being here next week uh, early? We have a noon game. Then, yeah. yeah. Okay. So I, then we won't. We'll talk about the next week's games next week. Then. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So what else you got? Anything sports-related um, or otherwise? I know we briefly discussed the John Jones incident last week. Did we go into any of the details that came out? Uh, No, I don't think so. No, we just knew what like the charges were. We didn't know. Yeah, so the details sort of came out where John base allegedly, all this allegedly, John went to his hotel room where his wife and daughter were, grabbed $10,000, and went down to the casino to gamble. Five o'clock in the morning, uh, roughly, his wife and kid go downstairs, and the wife asks for a new room key. And they call security guard over, because that's kind of weird, especially considering the fact that she had a bloody nose and a bruised eye. I'm sorry, take that back. Not a bruised eye. She did have a bloody nose, though. And the security guard's like, okay, so um, are you okay? She goes, yeah, yeah, I'm fine, I'm fine. And the daughter, which is John Jones's daughter, told the security guard, could you call the cops, please? So they did, and the cops followed them up to the room, and they noticed blood on the floor and blood on the bed, and... They again ask what what happened, and the wife says, "Oh, you know, it, well, it's Vegas. You know, it messes with my sinuses. The air is really dry here." Okay. okay. So uh, one way or the other, they get John. Um, he's downstairs. They handcuff him because I mean, you don't have to be a detective to figure out what's what's going on, and he's shit faced. And while handcuffed, he tells the police, you know, I wonder if you guys could beat me up if I wasn't handcuffed right now. <laughs> and then he headbutts the police car. I, I did hear about the headbutting of the police car. Yeah. Yeah. And he did. He didn't release an apology. He released a hype video basically saying, you know, I'll get over this and I'll be through this and uh you know, you have to overcome adversity and blah, 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 with clips of him, like, working out, lifting weights and shit. Wow. What the fuck is wrong with this guy? Uh, My initial response would be a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. I get it. You can't treat cage fighters like they're 
choir boys because um yeah that was brutal <laughs> that one hurt my heart yeah i just watched something on twitter that was not related to what he's talking about and that that one stunk yeah anyway <clears throat> kind of lost track yeah track here um you got to do something now i mean this is what his fifth incident including i'm, I'm gonna make a bold prediction what's that john jones will never fight in the ufc again Wow. Okay. I just based off of the way Dana White talked about it. Mm-hmm. I think he's done. I just I think he wants to wash his hands of him. Yeah. Because like he said, you you know you can't even take him to Vegas for a fucking Hall of Fame ceremony. Oh yeah, thing that's what he was there without for. yeah without him losing losing his shit and doing something stupid. And I I, I don't know. I just get the feeling that Dana White just wants to wash his hand unless unless the money looks like it's too good then we all know cash is king and if it looks like john jones even for a little while gets his head on straight and they can actually put this fight together then maybe dana white will suck it up for for one you one might be thing. right because um chael sonnen uh brought up a very valid point too which is i think in the last two three months um Endeavor, I believe, is a company. That's what it's called. They're the parent company of the UFC. They uh-huh. just went public. Yeah. Yeah. Mon- yeah. Money talks. I mean, public companies do not like having people associated with them be associated with domestic violence. Like, I know he brought up how Nike has that, where if you are accused of domestic violence, they drop you immediately. Yeah. No ifs, ands, buts about it. You can be exonerated. Doesn't matter. They don't wait for the case to come out. If you're accused, you're done. Yeah. And granted, that's Nike. That's not Endeavor. But I don't want to. I got to be honest. I don't want to pay money to see him fight anymore. No, I, I, I mean, agree. I mean, he's he's worn out his welcome, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Uh, breaking news from the sour grapes department. I know it doesn't matter now, but I just want to say this: Gene Steratore, famed NFL referee and former head of officiating. Mm-hmm. Now he's an analyst. Tweeted the video of the blocked field goal, and he says, Certain infractions are easier to see from field level, but from the angles that I've seen in the field goal in Pitt versus Green Bay, unless the Steelers were lined up in the neutral zone, which you can't really see, sure as hell doesn't look like it. Um, You know, know, there's not a definitive sideline view, but looking at that, I can't see anybody that would be lined up in the neutral zone. Otherwise, they would have called it on Watt, not Joe Hayden. Anyway, sure. unless the Steelers line up in neutral zone, spoiler alert, they weren't, <clears throat> the players move simultaneously with the snap, which would mean no foul. So, fuck you, referee. Fuck you, Green Bay fans. Should have been 17-10 Pittsburgh. They go on to win the game. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe. I mean, maybe you have momentum. Yeah, I, I mean, I, it, it may not have changed, but... Again, right. that's a huge, huge play. Momentum changing play. A fucking basically a kick six, as they sort of they call it. But mm. you know, yeah. Anyway, that just pisses me off more than anything now. Right. Uh, anything else? Venom looked like it might be okay. I'm gonna probably try and check that out this week. If for um, nothing else, for the the credit scene. Yeah, I know what it is, and that's 
I, I want to watch the credit scene. I don't know care about the movie. It. Not gotcha. really. No. I mean, I'll, I'll say this: it looks. If you forget about everything you know about Venom, which is hard for us because we're big Spider-Man yeah, fans. Yeah, I don't like the way that they completely changed how he even comes to be, but I understand that they kind of felt they had to do it because of the whole Sony, Marvel, all that bullshit. But It does look kind of funny, like a weird bot, you know, buddy comedy type deal. Yeah, I, I, it's kind of weird that Venom's the, the a comedy first one, character wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be, but it still wasn't something that I thought, oh, this is a movie I want to watch twice. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Maybe they can salvage it. I don't know anything about the scene. You apparently do. Maybe that will lead to them somehow finding a way to salvage it. Who knows? I, I guess if they really want to work, much more interested work after... for it, they could tie it all into the whole multiverse thing or whatever, but hard to say. You'll be much more interested after the okay. credit scene. How about all right. that? Okay. Fair enough. Anything else? I haven't seen it yet, yeah. but I just I know what it is, yeah. and yeah. I saw several articles on it, and I didn't want to click on it because, yeah, right. So, um, trying to think what else. Uh, you're still an episode behind me on Ted. Yes, I have not watched this week's. Um, what did you think of previous weeks? That was not bad. Uh, the funeral. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, again. Still disappointed in the season. It was better than the last couple of episodes. I didn't even watch the Beard episode because you said it yeah, wasn't really you don't need to. necessary. Uh, I'm a fan of the breakup. <laughs> yeah. I, I hate to sound like that, but... And I hate... I mean, this almost sounds... Not to be sexist. I'm just a simp for Hannah, so that's why. Uh, Hannah yeah. I, 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 <laughs> how do I say this? I sound like a bitch. I want coach and fucking and her to get together and mm. now sam's out of the way and <laughs> he can get to pounding some british poon sam's a Al- sweet although boy. he went home with the other crazy chick so i she was the highlight of the episode she's great yeah, yeah. not a day goes by that i don't think about your death <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome i um, wish she would be a, more of a regular she's I, been yeah, in two episodes and she's and, hysterical yeah. yeah she she is definitely a, a bright spot um and you didn't catch what I no, I had no week. idea what you were talking about. Yeah. I, I I remember that scene, mm-hmm. but that wasn't a click. I thought you were talking about her just breaking out into never gonna give you no, up. No, no, no. I was like, uh, and then of course Ted comes in and saves the song, and mm. I thought was that it? Maybe no, but yeah, no. The other one completely blew by me. Um, did not really see the significance in that, but. And again, at this, hopefully it's a payoff. And again, I'm an episode ahead that it leads me to believe that I'm correct, but it doesn't come out and say it. So it's not going to be a spoiler, but what I was referring to was Rupert tells Rebecca, because he still owns share of the Shares team. Shares of the team, yeah. You know what? I'm just going to go ahead and give it to you. Yeah. Oh, okay. Actually, he didn't. He, I believe he gave them to his new wife, and she did it. That's right. And she bought the team. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. And they, so yeah, they give Rebecca the shares back. And she's like surprised, like, okay. Right. And then as he walks away, he grabs Nate, whispers something in his ear, and then walks away. Yeah. So I did want to know. I, I was curious as to what that was about, but it didn't click that that was the moment you were talking about. So. Right. So anyway, 
I don't mean to rush you off, but the boys are waiting in the locker room for I, I gotta, some, some 2K time. I got to get going myself. So All right, so that'll wrap it up for this week. We will be back here next Sunday, probably at our regularly scheduled time, although you probably all listen to this at the same time anyway so that doesn't mean anything to you but we'll be back probably do the same thing a early predictions and then cut away for the game come back and discuss how and why the Steelers lost to Denver so yeah that'll wrap it up I am D's he is Dylan bye bye see ya